combining instrumental jazz, rock, and psychedelic music. Winnipeg's Apollo Sons are performing October 11th at the Park Theatre. The Western Canadian Music Award winners are performing alongside the Amadians and Malcolm J. Tickets for the show are $15 in advance and $20 at the door, and are available at Eventbrite, Park Theatre, and through members of the bands. That's Apollo Sons with the Amadians and Malcolm J, Friday, October 11th at Winnipeg's historic Park Theatre. My good friends in North Dakota folk duo Project Constellation may not be a local band, but they've certainly earned their honorary Winnipegger status. Santiago and Christina have spent a lot of time north of the border, to the point where Winnipeg is almost their second home. And surprise, surprise, they're coming back. On September 14th at the historic Royal Albert Arms, Project Constellation is performing alongside Meat and Potatoes Rocker's Boss Logan, who are also past guests in the podcast. Tickets are $10 and the show starts at 8.30. And again, that's Project Constellation with Boss Logan at the Albert, September 14th. While you're waiting for that show to happen, make sure to check out Project Constellation's debut five-song album, Our Oasis, which is available now on Bandcamp, as is their brand new single, Up and Down These Roads. Parts Project is live electronic music. Created by a former Winnipegger, previously known in his DJ guise as Tertillion, who's back in town for a big show this Saturday, as well as a workshop happening the next week. We talk about a style of music that I really don't have a huge frame of reference for, and it's very interesting to learn about what goes into producing electronic music, whether it's strictly with software or the way he's doing it with hardware. It's an interesting discussion about the primal elements and the emotional connection to a style of music that is really commonly associated with with cold and unfeeling and robotic sort of sounds. And during the interview, you know, as everyone does on the podcast, he plugged his upcoming show, but there's so many people playing on the bill. So he asked if I could add a little correction onto the podcast so he actually recorded the lineup of the show to make sure he got it right so i'm going to play that right now and enjoy the show so the show's this saturday september 14th at the garrick hotel bar and alongside myself we've got chris comas theo sue davy berkowitz clear paths and silver fox and it's also featuring holly golightly and captain no net and on the mic, it's hosted by No MC and Pucona. So that's $5 before 11 p.m. and $10 after. You're listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network. Radio. I'm in this coffee shop again, which seems to be a good alternative to the food court for these lunchtime kind of bonus, uh, not bonus, but extra interviews I do. Um, and I guess going into this one, over the seven or so years of doing the show, I've interviewed a lot of different kinds of musicians from country to hip hop to metal to folk to whatever, but not a lot of electronic artists. And I don't think that's by design. It's not anything I've done on purpose. It's just turned up that way. I know yeah. there's a lot in Winnipeg and, and beyond, obviously, but um, yeah, for whatever reason, it's a genre that I think has a lot of kind of diversity in terms of sounds, and I think that I, it's something I've never personally delved into in any great detail. I definitely have heard stuff I like. A lot of the time, I don't necessarily know how to define that, what it is I like about it. But so I'm hoping that, like you know, when talking about what it is you do, you can give some just more general context to to where you're coming from. Musically. Yeah. So I mean, first of all, if you want to introduce yourself, that would be a good way to get things started. Oh yeah, Alan Hanley is my my birth name, yeah. and uh, so I've got a, a, pro- a project called Parts Project. Uh, used to be called Tertillion as a DJ for many years. Okay. Uh, I've actually, I'm actually from here originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've uh, been, uh, I guess, in Montreal the last seven years. Okay, okay. I've definitely, I mean, I've seen the name Tertillion on posters over the years. Uh, you know, 
at yeah. some point. It was familiar to me. So what were you doing with that with that name? And that was DJ. Okay, strictly DJing. So I just started DJing in uh, 2003, I guess, and um, that was it. Uh, at some point, wanted to produce to DJ my own music. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, produced some. You know, but that was really slow. Going. Okay. Okay. Uh, and it was. And that uh, wasn't the primary focus either, right? The primary, f- well, it was the dream to do that. Sure. sure. And then uh, eventually, I just let's turn this off. It's okay. Eventually, um, it just it just appeared that it was apparent that that wasn't enough. Okay. Like it wasn't. Like not fulfilling enough for you, or? Yeah, DJing as a way of performing. Okay. Because this this electronic music, it's not just like you're saying. It's yeah. a uh, it's a whole other uh, thing. It's, it is, yeah. It's it's not just another genre. It's a whole other world. Uh, for sure. So yeah. it's different uh, approaches to the creative process. I yeah. found, especially with the DJing thing, uh, you've got sharing. There's like there's like a sharing involved. Yeah. I think it started with uh, you've got people building a, an event. You've got people creating the music mm-hmm. and then you've got people presenting the music versus performing I guess. versus presenting being, is a, being yeah. this like looked upon as a uh, sure looked up to as a creative force sure, they sure. were more on the level with the people in the street right right right. there wasn't an up and a down that's interesting yeah. which i think has changed there's as it's popularized there's more of this rock star sort of right yeah and you see that too in the mainstream as well you see djs becoming like very high profile when yeah totally that's, that's interesting of course there's more um, uh, if you're producing you can DJ and not produce your own music sure yeah yeah. which is interesting it is it is yeah so I think there has to be a level it's of, basically being a cover band yeah <laughs> in a way right because you're, you're playing other people's stuff and yeah yeah I mean it's made for that sure yeah yeah and a lot of the time if you're a producer and you tour you present it in that format of DJing right which has its apples and oranges kind of you almost can't compare it to the to the band yeah thing, yeah without making one and the other look a certain way okay no fair enough so it's yeah. hard it's totally doesn't yeah it doesn't just fit into a set yeah. of thing um, so there's that whole thing with the DJ and producing uh, and it's cool and I could go on about that yeah but what I'm doing is different and I've just personally found what I'm doing now to be more satisfying okay and are you in town just for this project? Just for the show you're doing? Yeah, well, I, you know, I'm from here, yeah. and uh, so I, I kill, you know, two birds. You know, I see my family yeah, and yeah, everything, yeah. and it's good to catch up with my old crews and friends and, yeah, and through and a show. Play show, yeah, yeah. Also, I'm doing a workshop. Oh, cool, okay. So it'll okay. be the first time I'm doing a workshop like this. I've only been into the live, because I guess, because this is the focus of what I'm doing now, is it's all live. Okay, And yeah. uh, so it'll be, in the workshop, we'll be covering how to perform live quote-unquote live right 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 right. using all hardware that has nothing to do with computer okay like not using a laptop okay so it's all analog stuff or uh, it well it, there's digital right digitally uh, analog digital <laughs> drum machines or you know you sure. can have analog or digital but yeah it's, i guess uh some people call it analog in right i'm thinking of things just, that are manually manipulated like by you yeah without, in that yeah, sense yeah. yes but uh, in that sort of technical terms, right. a lot of it's digital. Still digital gear, yeah. There's a lot of digital hardware, digital drum machines and synthesizers okay. that, that okay. are, uh, do more. They're more flexible. And uh, when playing live, I need that space sure. on stage. If I got all, all you analog all gear, stuff. Yeah, yeah, it would yeah. take uh, yeah. way too much space. So digital, yeah. digital helps. Do you find that the kind of workshop setting helps a lot of people who are just kind of wondering how to get into this or is it more people who are already kind of embedded immersed in the the world of, of, of this type of equipment as somebody that just started this a year ago yeah. I've I've gone this last year has been a, a whirlwind of manual reading and okay, yeah. YouTube tutorial searching <laughs> and asking friends and going to the local movie yeah, yeah. audio store and yeah. asking so any resource for for in inspiration or uh, information was uh, super helpful. Okay. So, uh, were you asking if I'm expecting it? No, or? I'm not saying like who, I guess when you're doing the workshop. What is it who, for? Who is it for? Yeah. Who's the, I guess the audience. I've for? had to think about that, and, and I'll probably have a clear idea if I do another workshop in the future. Right. Is, the what first, is, is the first one? Yeah, this will be the first okay. one. So, um, it's at a space where it's a community. It's at Skull Space, okay, which cool, is that. Yeah, yeah. I know, of, I know of it, but yeah, they're sure. already having like people that go there that know about it are, are already kind of. They're tight. in the community, right? Yeah, yeah and yeah. there's been a few uh, workshops there already by uh, Robert Alexander, okay. this uh, local. He does live. Uh, his setup looks sort of similar to mine in the sense that it's a bunch of boxes. And okay. It. So he's okay. done stuff there too. 
So there might be some uh, repeat people that are coming to just check it out that already are interested right, in it. Right, right. And there might be to a bunch of notes and things, I guess. And, say, yeah, 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 which which is always like I think I'm always going to be doing that, no yeah. matter how much I know. Yeah, sure. But then there's people that know about me from back in my DJ days that aren't necessarily understanding what live, what it is sure. to do live, and they might uh, because there's a discount for the show. Okay. They're going to come see my show. They could get into the workshop for five bucks. Cool. So there might be some people there that are like, oh, I want to do something. Yeah, different. Well, I like what I saw at the show. I want to see how this exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I can't be the only former DJ who felt that I wanted to have more manual control over the actual music, yeah, like yeah. dive deeper yeah. into the stuff and feel more like I was performing in a different way. Well, I, I, I like the idea of that too. It's like, because I mean, you're obviously surrounded by all this stuff when you're just DJing and it's, you must be thinking about it while you're, you know, playing other people's music and how is this made? How, how can I, you know, and, and yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it seems like a natural leap. Well, I came from making music before I got into electronic okay. music. Okay. I was in bands playing drums, you know, okay. so it was more, I was, that was... Uh, so you have that stage experience? Yeah, and, yeah on yeah. stage, and I've been in, I've got other stage experience too, like acting and stuff like okay, that. Okay, cool, and, cool. And I just always wanted to be on stage. And then, uh, kind of getting into electronic music, I kind of had to just sort of throw up my hands and accept that whole world and, right. and get into it, uh, which uh, a lot of it I love. But then the craving for the, for that really building something from yeah. the ground up. Like the tactile element of actually physically putting it together? Yeah, yeah, to build it. So that started with uh, software. I was like, well, I'm going to use software because you can use Reason or Ableton or something and right. uh, build, build in software. And you already have the computer, I guess. So you can uh, well, I got a computer okay. specifically okay. for it. This okay. is the only reason. I probably would have got a computer a lot later if I hadn't sure, decided okay. to make yeah. music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, nowadays you have to have one, I guess. But anyway, so, <laughs> so I, uh, uh, I did that for a number of years and, and I just... I think that it just, how do I, it just wasn't what I wanted to okay. do. Uh, and I wanted to create, but I didn't, I didn't take a leap. Okay. And uh, I figured, well, you can do it all. I didn't realize maybe I, something was limiting in, in how I had a, a small view of what was possible and I didn't open up to new things as okay. well back then as I do now. Is that just based on to based on being kind of just in this box of software you're using and not really wanting to yeah. see what was inside of it? Or? Of course, you can use hardware controllers, MIDI controllers. With the software. We have physical control, and yeah, it's yeah. all tactile then, yeah. so it's all still very physical. So it's not like just using software means you're limited to yeah, the, keyboard, yeah. the mouse. Yeah, yeah. But I never went in that direction, maybe for financial reasons. Uh, or uh, that was really stubborn. Sure. And it didn't, and then of course, I mean, I'm 37, and it was only until about a year and a half or something like that ago yep. that I started to decide that, yes, I'm going to dive completely into this other way okay. of performing. What, what was the uh, catalyst for that decision? Because, I mean, like you're saying, you know, financial reasons I imagine having all this hardware yeah you have to, there's an investment in it and then and then time and learning all the manuals and YouTube videos and everything yeah so what was kind of the spark that say like okay I'm gonna fully yeah because I could always do that I could always save up my money right I could right. have done that years ago so, so, yeah so, so something must have I happened, could have right? read Did... manuals years ago but sure. something sure so that's a little bit mysterious <laughs>
started when I bought a bike. Okay. Oh, I bought this new bike yeah. like two years or three years ago. And then I went on a bike trip. And what I'd done with traveling before was yeah. I traveled without any music. Okay. So I oh, went and saw the world and came back and I saw all these crazy things, but and I yeah. came back and I was like, well, I'm missing something. Was that I on purpose or you just happened I, to not I, I didn't, <laughs> you know? I, I, uh, it was not on purpose. I just didn't have. I thought, well, there's not where I'm going to bring a laptop to sure, Southeast sure. Asia. I didn't want to get it damaged. Or yeah, anything. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find satisfaction some other way, or I'm gonna find myself by traveling. And yeah. Then I'd come back and think, think, oh, I figured, oh, I'll be all rejuvenated to make music. But I just can't. All I came back was I felt about the muscles were entropy. Okay. The creative okay. juices yeah, yeah. Yeah. were just uh, had not been. The garden had not been tended. So I yeah, felt like yeah. I'd missed out on it. That happened two two big trips. I did that like that, and then on this last trip, it was a cycle trip with that with that bike. Okay. And something happened with the bike that got me taking care of things and realizing the benefit of investing in in something and the experience you can the higher experience you can get out of it. Okay. And so for this bike trip, I bought an analog uh, synth about the size of a. Like smaller than your recording yeah, box, yeah, yeah. one of these Volca keys, okay. and a little teenage engineering pocket operator, and a, and a tiny zoom recorder. So you could still. So on this trip, yeah. every every night I just played little melodies and tunes oh, cool. that were coming out of me because you got music in my I got music in my sure. head all the time. Well, I think most creative people want to find some way to express that whatever that way is. To right? catch it, to yeah. capture yeah. it, and this was this was it. This was the beginning of it all. I think because when I came back from the trip, I had all this emotion okay. and real memory and connection to music. And it had been done through having a port, like this portable hmm. device, and this device, and I had this connection to this device. I can reach out and touch it. And it's simple, yeah, yeah, yeah. way simpler, way less capable than a software. Yeah. But so much more creativity came out of those two months hmm. than had came That's out of cool. so many years before just using software. Is it because you? Do you think it's because you had the immediacy of being able to, you know, whatever your emotions were related to? various parts of the trip to kind of get those out in some way like at the time rather than waiting till you came back I think there yes I okay. think so okay. and uh, and of course this is just what worked for me no no of course it yeah, would yeah, be so yeah. hard to tell somebody how to get that spark yeah because you can tell somebody work yeah. work hard every day or invest in something or yeah. read a manual but people were telling me that for years and I didn't and do you it, didn't do it yeah. and you then something, something just yeah. happened yeah. so I could only hope with this workshop or with anything would just be to be a small part of somebody's journey okay. to okay. help a little bit yeah. you never know how you're going to help somebody one thing about um, and I, I don't think this is an accurate um, description of electronic music but I think that one of the criticisms you often see of it is that it's, it's kind of cold and emotionless which is pretty much the opposite of what you just said right I mean the, the, the fact that you could take this with you on the trip and, and get that feelings out onto a little machine yeah. I mean how do you feel about that when you, I'm sure you've heard that right people say yeah. like, oh it's just like a robot playing which yeah. I mean clearly it isn't but yeah. how, how do you respond to that well geez I mean uh, I suppose that is uh, it's hard to talk somebody out of something <laughs> yeah true Yeah. Um, one thing uh, that I think about when you ask me that yeah. is that uh, a lot of you might call, uh, you know, you hear, like you would say rock, as, as an example sure. of, of traditional band music, sure. is uh, 
that's traditional. You would say that's traditional. And then electronic music as this new futuristic synthetic thing. Yeah. But when I, the, lo the more I listen to it, maybe it just takes, who knows what it takes, but yeah, yeah, yeah. the more I listen to it, the more I recognize rhythms and motions, the, the engine of the way these rhythms would move, yeah. reminded me more of music that actually came centuries and okay. thousands okay. of years. Yeah, yeah before any uh, rock music did. Right, so they're extremely primitive with extremely futuristic yeah, technology, I guess the, you call it. The yeah. technologies and, the, and the, uh, the sounds, some of the, and a lot of the sounds that can be used are, are synthetic and yeah, robotic. Yeah, yeah. But motions, the motions of it, reminded me of tribal okay. music, ongoing, yeah, well, instrumental. Kind of it would progress slowly. Drum circles. Yeah, I just kept hearing drum circles. Okay, I can see that though. You, I mean, you get kind of got like pulsating rhythm, right? And that's the same sound that people would have had, yeah, a thousand years ago. Yeah. That was the connection. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And of course, see, I'm coming. My electronic music tastes are uh, coming more from the roots of uh, drum and bass, dub, yeah. ra uh, which has huge roots in reggae. Of course, of course yeah, coming yeah. from reggae, dub, yeah. uh, then dr drum and bass, and then dubstep, which has okay. the early dubstep and even new dubstep now. That's under in the uh, more in the deep. Sure. realm of it that's a whole other conversation of a thing but uh, roots has roots in more organic a sam the samples that are used are more coming from real drums sure. or from real instruments versus uh, you maybe say trance or techno that's using all very robotic sounds very simulated yeah yeah but the um, the uh, the rhythmic the move the yeah, movements can... there and I think the therapeutic benefits of having instrumental music with a bunch of people mm -hmm. um, together in a room all moving to this pulse yeah. is something that might hit, I think, digs into a human being's DNA very far back. I think so too, yeah, yeah. There can be something connecting about that that sort of crosses language barriers yeah. also. Well, so, especially when it's instrumental, right? Because then there's, there's not that concern of will people understand the message because the message is the pulse, right? Is, 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 is yeah. the rhythm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I tend to, to lean more towards the instruments, instrumental stuff, but uh, the human voice also can just sound good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if you don't understand so, it, it can sound great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I get where you're coming from. I mean, I, I listen to reggae more than anything else. I listen a lot. I listen a lot of different stuff. But and dub, I get, I get the appeal of that. Yeah. And I ventured a little bit into electronic stuff that, that use elements from that. But that's kind of where I stop. It's the grid, and, I think. It's this grid-like rhythm that mm -hmm. that is snapped onto. You're you're handing over the the that movement to a machine. Yeah. That's yeah. on a loop. Yeah. And so some just completely surrender to that and whole styles of music originate from technology sure. that exists and then some use that and try to modify it so that it actually sounds less artificial like like uh, off-grid unquantized rhythms okay. you know that sounds more you know people try to simu yeah. simulate human qualities but you know I've actually found when I sometimes give give over um, some of the rhythm behavior to some of the, the functions that these things do, Yeah, I end up getting rhythmic patterns that sound more natural oh, than weird. something that happens when I'm actually trying to punch it yeah, in yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Maybe not playing it, because you can actually you can you play can, yeah, on yeah, pads. For sure, yeah. That's another thing. Some, a lot of these hardwares have pads that yeah, you I've can seen just that, hit. Yeah, yeah. And then if I'm incorporating that into a live set by actually just hitting them, yeah. then, well, we're, we're just talking about human motions anyway. You're playing drums, essentially, yeah. Yeah, and they are velocity-sensitive, some of them, too. So it's, yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. So, you know, I, and I come from an original... I mean, I listened to Celtic music growing okay. up. Uh, okay. My whole family played traditional, like, Irish music and everything. Okay. So I always have that. Do you feel like that bleeds in at all to what you do? Oh, I mean, yeah. some element of it? I think maybe the uh, Irish music uh, and like growing up around punk music yeah. too, and that got me more interested in drum and bass right off the bat. Sure, sure. I can see but that. then as I listened to more, as I, I don't know, as I evolved and I'm listening to some of this techno music that has this repetitive rhythm, it just reminds me of, of the Baron. Okay. And yeah. how that, that old Irish jig yeah, yeah, yeah. would just go on and yeah. on. And the just songs, the insistent rhythm in it. Yeah, yeah, and the songs yeah. would be so long. Sure. And they just it's go. 35 verses or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah instrumental yeah. songs yeah. just going on. Yeah. So then, of course, there you've got all the technology to play with that and add to it. And, uh, I and like modify to, it, and, and yeah. Yeah, we all. It's a good. It's been a good journey, you know. Cool. Yeah. I like to find the human quality in there because ultimately, if it's not doing a service for people, if it's not like it, it's, I want it to be healthy. Like I'm. Okay. I think everything can be healthy though. Like if you have like violent, angry music, yeah. it can be a cathartic experience. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Yeah. 
dancing, dancing, um, this kind of thing with the dance, the instrumental sort of dancing, that can be cathartic as well. Yeah. It can be an energy release or an energy receiving for sure. other people. And those are all very primal kind of like, you know, caveman brain sort of yeah. attitudes. Yeah, I've found the noises that come out of me when I'm just like sort of let go to a dance floor yeah. or something. I just, I just let it out and it's not really language, it's just it's, noises yeah, like yeah, a sure. baby would make when trying to express themselves. Sure, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, this That's is cool. what I intend to do. This is what I'm trying to do. Right. It doesn't mean I'm doing it perfectly or accomplishing it. But, but you're on the road to yeah, getting eventually to that goal. Yeah. And I found right. that happening uh, leaps and bounds more effectively with this uh, using live hardware now, okay. doing it in a live way than when I was just make when I was making it in software and then uh, doing it in a DJ set. Of course, this is just what. I've found as these. Yeah, it could be, uh, for sure, next not person to, could be totally different. Not to knock the DJ scene because it's totally uh, a whole other conversation that has its merits and everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, coming from that scene too, you, that obviously was a big impact on you developing to where you are now. This is too, where right? I experienced that therapy yeah, sure, of, sure. of instrumental dance. I think it can happen in a DJ set and you're listening to the music because it was written that way. Yeah. And, uh, and it can be, uh, it's just a different, I, I as, a, as a create, as an artist, mm was missing something when I'm up there DJing. Yeah, yeah, sure. I felt like there was a, a little bit more distance there, which there is. There is, it's yeah. A bit yeah. Of a di- it's more well, distance. there necessarily is because you're not creating yeah. your own stuff, right? You're, so. you're looking at it from a different way, and it's super it's super cool to get into that, that world, but I need something else. Sure. It's more natural, and I'm making more music this way. Wow. <laughs> 
Well, one of the things you mentioned a few minutes ago was the uh, about punk rock, and I, I my something I've always liked about the electronic music scene is is that it has that DIY punk rock element. And I see posters for shows, and there's like 30 people playing. And I've never heard of them, and it's in someone's basement. And it's like, like I really admire that because you know coming from from the punk scene and stuff, for me as well. Like I, those are the best shows. You know where, where it's just a bunch of people stuffed in the basement, and and it's all DIY and everything. So I, that's something I've always been kind of interested in, but I've never fully explored it myself as a listener but I think that there's a lot of that kind of especially when you're using equipment and often using it in ways that it wasn't originally intended to be used oh, yeah. it's pretty punk rock yeah attitude wise and, and just aesthetically and it did originate from a, a, a need for a marginalized people sure. who are not accepted by society uh, a need for them to have a, a space a safe space yeah. for them to do things their way because the, you know, I guess the existing uh, yeah they weren't up they weren't environment it wasn't it, it yeah it was not really it wasn't they were far from celebrated yeah which is pretty much the definition of punk right yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. so there's there's that yeah. uh, sim, that connection there too. yeah do you feel like um, the stuff you're doing now. I mean, obviously, people who are interested in the kind of music you're playing—that's that's the audience. But how do you make yourself heard to people like me, who, for example, you know, have not delved too deeply into electronic music? What is the appeal um, in what you're doing now? You know, if you're trying to sell it to me, yeah. Why do why should I choose listening to you over all of these options for electronic music? As you know, yeah. Oh, oh. You know well. what I mean, right? There's so much stuff out there, like. What is it about your stuff that might make me interested as yeah. someone who is kind of yeah kind of well, limited access to the genre? Well, if, if so, so someone who's not well versed yeah. in it, and uh, I mean, I might just say that. Um, or is it not for me? Like, is that you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, yeah. Well, I'm using electronic instruments. Mm -hmm. I'm playing them. Uh, I'd have to explain. I might have to explain what live means in electronic music versus what live right. means in a band. Right? Which was yeah exactly yeah, so yeah. which is different. And we've been kind of talking about that yeah. throughout yeah yeah. So, um, well, the sounds are 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 more or less deep. Okay. There's uh, a lot of per it's very percussive. Okay. I'd say this you know yeah. it's percussive it's deep. Um, I mean you're telling me this and I've heard some songs already so I have an idea but I'm just yeah. curious how you kind of would. Uh, I use a lot of organic samples like samples of toms and. Uh, tablas or yeah, yeah. hand drums I really like hand percussion yeah. and um, if you listen to any yeah if you've listened to if you I don't know <laughs> yeah that's a really good question it's hard to put you on the spot with yeah. it but I, you know it's, I'm just curious because it's I think it's something that having listened to a few of your songs you know before we did this interview I can see there's elements of it that I like for sure and it's just but I wouldn't have known. You know what I mean? Like, if we hadn't set up this conversation, I would have had I'd seen the poster and be like, "Oh, I wonder who that is." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, it's, how do you kind well, of? Yeah, that's interesting because it's like for 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 live electronic music, it's almost like the genre gets put um, aside a little sure, bit. Sure, sure, yeah. When yeah. it's when you're talking about DJ, it's like what DJ or what music are they playing? And really, it's like I found I don't know if it's like this for other people, but it's like it's more like what do you what music is it? Sure. But if it's live, yeah, it matters what music. But if it's at least for me, I'm, I'm kind of going around Montreal now trying to find live artists okay. that are just playing stuff live. And it's I, like to get on the same I don't even know what, some, what a lot of them are playing yet. Okay. Because I just want to have that live energy. Yeah, yeah. Because you can, it's more flexible. If, yeah. you're jam, if you're jamming with somebody, you've never jammed with them before, you don't know what they're playing, you can connect your instruments with MIDI and just play, start sure. playing beats. Sure. And it's got this kind of uh, improvisational quality to it. Uh, so it's uh, I kind of say that it's just it's like a live electronic act okay. and there's uh, a lot of percussion in it and uh, it, you know it's kind of similar to dubstep in mm -hmm. some ways similar to drum and bass in some ways but it also has energies of this tribal yeah you uh, know I like to say the word tribal I don't know if that's offensive or not actually I should look into that but uh, well it, it, it's evocative though right I mean I think people know what you're saying or have an idea of what, what you're what you're saying whether it's yeah, offensive or not yeah <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about yeah. that actually the other day because a lot of things you have to consider now sure, when yeah. it comes to cultural uh, things like that sure well okay maybe, maybe here's a here's a question then yeah I think that um, a lot of people and again this is my own bias for not being super into the electronic scene but I think a lot of people see a DJ and they think oh he's just playing someone else's stuff he's just sitting there with a laptop hitting play and dancing around or whatever right yeah how much kind of opportunity is there for you doing what you're doing to improvise 
again a show. I mean, because yeah, I think a lot of people are expecting. Oh, it's the recording is the same as the live things can be exactly. But you, since you're using a lot of yeah analog or live instruments, like you potentially, I'm assuming, have the can can blow something up and completely change it from yeah. the recording version. So he, because I'm one person playing all the parts in a thing, right. in a in a thing, so I'm the whole band. Yeah, there has to be some structure set up so that sure. I can improvise on top of that. Right. I have written many patterns of okay. drums and many uh, bass lines, different patterns of bass lines. Okay. And there's uh, lots of different loops, uh, types of loops, percussive loops, there's yep. hand drum loops, you know, I've got a whole stacks of them. And then um, a couple of pads that are just, that are patterns are not written. Okay. So they're just for playing and you can enter patterns live in, into there. Now, what I'm doing is switching, what I'm doing live at the show mm -hmm. is deciding which patterns are playing in, like in, in combination okay, sense, instead yeah. of, like a, a DJ has finished music that is already written, all the yeah, patterns it's, are it's written. there as well. They'll, they'll mix thing, yeah. those songs with each other. Sure. But I'm within the song. Okay, okay. And I decide if we're going into a breakdown now or uh, what channels, there's 11 drum tracks, so which pat which each one has its own pattern. Right. So am I having only two, three, four, or this, about that? Okay. Of course I can erase a drum pattern and play something live also on top of that. There's effects yeah. machines yeah. that do a lot with mangling the audio. The rhythmic effects that repeat things. Right. So there is that improvisational uh, aspect of what the effects do. And uh, if I want this bass line or that bass line or the other one, and, uh, and then through live sampling, there's a process where I can capture what I'm playing and then switch patterns and actually blend the old pattern what you just did, yeah. with what, yeah, the sample with what I'm doing, with well, what's cool. actually yeah. happening. Yeah. So there can be, that's uh, it's got it, because I'm old DJ, I kind of need, I, I was like, well, how can I, it was really important for me to transition, sure. like in a DJ way. Like the way you would with the record, yeah. Yeah, yeah like I, a, lot, a lot of live artists will play a song and then stop. Sure. At like a, and then it really is a performance. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so then there's applause and then they'll start again. Just like with a rock band or a folk artist or whatever. Yeah, yeah. there'll be that saying, I've got this arrangement and that one. And then they've got synths and keyboards and they're playing things. Sure. And uh, doing live looping and stuff. And it, every live setup's so different. Uh, Mine is more percussive, okay. and it's about switching patterns and playing drum beats on top of drum beats, yeah. and then doing the live sampling so I can blend with with another one. So, so night to night, the performances could be radically. Different. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I, I do. A, it's going to be different. The songs, the songs are going to sound different. Yeah. Uh, I kind of tend to keep it structured where like pattern one and two and three, they're all kind of like written to be together. Okay. But of that course, sense, yeah. they could be switched up and changed. And I'm still early in the game, so my. I need that security. Like it's been, yeah, a, yeah, sure. It's been a, a harrowing journey getting out of, getting, stepping away from software and the security of DJing where your music is already you, yeah, is exactly. already written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've uh, I've held on to a bit of structure, but I think it's always good to have some structure. And for for after all, a band will be playing the song probably exactly the same way. Most bands are right, practicing right. a song the same way, unless they're a jam band or something. Or jazz artist, which or these jazz artists. It almost seems like there's a lot of parallels there as well because you have a, a very basic rhythmic structure, and then everything on top of it is, you know, it's, it falls within certain parameters, but it's it's improvised and it's kind of made up on the on the, on the fly. And some of these uh, dr sequencers can be set so that different tracks are different lengths okay and so they're the polyrhythms actually don't ever repeat themselves well that's cool yeah. and there can be probabilities put down on sequencer steps so the machine itself is now it's deciding that, yeah. it's 20 percent chance this thing's going to hit yeah that's cool so it actually does i don't know what's going to happen sometimes right, right so i might have to just jam along with what the, yeah the machines which doing. is very uh, weirdly a jazz thing too i mean <laughs> with using electronic I just yeah. have to use the machines because I'm not doing it with other people. Sure, sure, yeah. I might jam with other people. I, I have done jams with other yeah. people. How do those How do those work out? But I like. Oh, it was great because yeah. you've got all people. They they understand MIDI and they understand sure. sequencers and they just plug in so that the machines do sync on a tempo. Okay. But then yeah, so it's not. We're not all. Uh, but you're not like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're they. The, the tempo sync is kind of necessary because if I because I've got too many things going on sure. to make sure that they're all playing at the same time. I can time. see it being a mess if you didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. 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 
It's interesting. It's like an orchestra. I guess I'm an orchestrator and okay. a performer at okay. the same time, but definitely not. Uh, uh, not to say that that's. Not to say that this is the same. Uh, is the same. You know, uh, not to lump myself in with sure. classical music like no, I'm that no. great. It's just an experimental. Uh, but you have access to as many sounds as potentially a classical oh. orchestra. More. Yeah. But just one person. Yeah, I mean uh, that. That that's that's heavily rehearsed. The yeah. classical oh, stuff. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So so I mean. You can't deviate at all from what's on the page. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it's like there's this robotic structure, but with with that structure, I've got this freedom to to then dance around yeah, yeah. Uh, with my fingers and decide what's going to happen.
one thing I, I can do now that I couldn't really do with DJ was I can look out at is that I can look out at a person mm-hmm. and see exactly what my instantaneous you get a crowd reaction movements yeah. are happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they like it or not? Yeah. Am I getting carried away? Does that make them? <laughs> Get less crazy. Yeah, did the dance stop? Then yeah. I'll just yeah. let the then I'll let it go. That's cool. Yeah. Because I think DJing's cool, but I found I had less control over things. Sometimes I get hit with a breakdown because the song just hit goes into this breakdown, right. and I didn't want it to. It was it was going good, and then yeah, the yeah. breakdown yeah. hits. So this now I don't have to you do that. control that. Yeah. Now I can go on for an extra 10, 15 minutes if it's yeah, yeah. working. I can just build yeah. on it and create that kind of primal. Yeah. energy building that uh, you can be aware of in the moment sure so I'm more connected to what's actually happening sure do you think that this kind of stuff is more I mean I know, you know we we're talking about tribal primal and that kind of feeling throughout it especially with the, the, the rhythms and the you know drum circles you used as an example do you think it's more um, I guess music that's physically felt rather than mentally or emotionally felt for the listener like is, is it something that's more I mean I guess it depends on the person right but like it, so I guess uh, I found that I have more of a positive reaction. I've 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 gravitated more towards music you might call simple, okay, or uh, less intelligent, okay, yeah. sure, because I felt that I had more of an emotional response to it. Okay, so okay. yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, uh, that's what. Yeah, it's less com, less co- less complex. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That, yeah, that's pretty okay, much no, it. Okay, no, sure, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess that kind of goes back to um, a, a question that comes up, I think, a lot, with regardless of what type of, mu- type of music you play, is that people, and this has come up quite often on the show, people in Winnipeg especially, like something that is has some feeling of authenticity and feeling of, like, it being a, a legitimate kind of reflection of what the artist is, is, is feeling, putting putting their own emotions into the music. Do you feel that that comes across in what you're doing despite it being kind of this more seen as a detached sort of robotic sound yeah i think so absolutely because because um if we're talking about a live show and you go in there and you and you you're watching an artist because yes uh we we've talked about like in the dj scene it's more level playing field it's not so much about looking up at an artist playing it's about a space that everybody's contributing to yeah yeah sure whereas uh at a show with what I my show, uh, if you go to the show to watch and you look and, and you watch me, yeah. there's a whole lot going on. You can tell that the changes are happening because I had to do something. Okay. If yeah. I just stand back and let it play, it gets boring really fast. Those loops just go on and yeah. nothing happens. So all those changes are you can see that it's being done. So there's a physical energy there, and there is definitely. The decisions I'm making on stage are because of what I'm looking out. I'm seeing people. Sure. A sure. lot of there is a certain degree of that going on too, and I think people feel that. Okay. Okay. And they can tell. I look at them. They're into it. They know that I know, right. and then I do right. a thing, and they know it's for them. Sure. So those moments happen. So those are definitely moments that did not, that were quite rare in the DJ. Just because of your lack like, of control over. The there's show. still. There's still. Cho- there's still You're a still whole yeah, yeah, selection, and there's these mixes, but there ha- there really is kind of like a, a, a you're letting things happen, and you're a smaller part of it, right? Which has its whole humility thing to it, which I, I think is totally cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just personally as an artist, I want to be right in there, banging, bang, like hitting the moments, yeah, and getting those moments and being more uh, on the edge, yeah, because no, it is more makes, risky. Makes sense, yeah. Oh, d- definitely, yeah, yeah. Especially as the one person up there, and you're making everything happen, right? Like it's. Yeah, <laughs> definitely more. If I don't, if yeah. I forget to do, and I do sometimes, I forget to make that change. Sure. Then I get something that wasn't anything I planned for, but it came out and it was just what happened. Maybe better than what you were expecting. Yeah. That yeah. happens too. I bet. Yeah. So yeah. there's a live energy that comes out of it. Okay. And uh, I think people appreciate it. Cool. So what are the details of the show? Oh yeah. Because this is well, gonna come out right before the show. Yeah, so. this Saturday. Okay. Uh, yeah. So so Saturday at uh, nine, uh, nine. I think the doors open. Okay. Uh, we've got. Um, my old, like a lot of my my usual suspects, the crews that I that uh, that I rolled with. Yeah, over when the you years. were here. Yeah. So it's uh, we got Theo Sue and uh, Davey Berkowitz okay. and Clear Pass and um, Silver Fox. You've got uh, Tai Poo and No MC. Cool. Now there's a few other. There's some. I, I don't know if they're visual artists, but I, I don't know. I haven't met them before. Okay. And uh, so we've got. Uh, 
ca- it was funny, Captain Nonads. I saw that on the poster, yeah. yeah. It's a great name. I'm so sorry, I can't remember the other uh, name of the person on there. Um, <laughs> the entire uh, thing. But it's happy. It's at uh, the Garrick Hotel. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a nice, kind of small, intimate venue. And um, that's... Uh, I don't even know how much it is to get in. I think it's like... T- Oh, it's like five dollars before eleven or something. Yeah, so that sounds ten dollars right? after. Yeah. So uh, I get, it's gonna be uh, it's like a drum and bass crew, a lot of drum and bass, dubstep, yeah. bass music, that that kind of crew. Okay. So uh, yeah, yeah, coming from those roots, and then uh, and then I play at the end. Cool. So that's that. Cool. That's where it is. And if you uh, you know save your ticket stub or a stamp or something, yeah, yeah. we'll work out a way to make sure that we knew you were there. Oh, for then, the workshop. Then you get in five bucks at the workshop, which is fifteen bucks normally. Okay. And that's going to be at Skull Space. And when but, is that the next day? But that's the following Saturday. The following Saturday. I was okay. kind of thinking it'd be cool to do it the next day because everyone's all they're all pumped up, right? up yeah, yeah. from it. Yeah. But uh, you know, the next Saturday is cool. It's like, yeah. You know, next next week this time we'll see you next week sure, yeah, yeah. plus it might give some time to like release some content from the show and yep. get a little bit more uh, spread the reach and then say well, hey if you like that then yeah give some time or even if you weren't there here's what it yeah 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 sure, sure yeah I know of a few people that couldn't make it to the thing they're gonna be if it was the day after but now they're gonna be able to make it yeah. because they have more time to prepare for it or something is there a limited uh, amount of people who can come to that workshop or is oh it- I, the, the number of people in the space I, I kind of underestimated because I figured well I'm not you know, I'm not a super famous. Sure. Like, no, it's not going to be like sold out or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't even really ask like what the capacity was. But there is a show like they do put on shows there where yeah. people come and dance and stuff. So it's got to be enough room for yeah. Uh, definitely enough room for as many, uh, probably as many people. Okay. As so so I wouldn't worry about the capacity okay. of that. If people are not going to the show, the the, the, the Saturday show. Yeah. How do they get the tickets and stuff for the workshop? Oh, for the for the workshop, definitely. Uh, I don't. I think you just show up. Okay. Yeah, we, we didn't make tickets for that. Okay. Well, that's easier. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you're gonna go to the workshop. Yeah. yeah there's no early bird ticket or anything. It's it's just either go to the show and then you get that five. You get it yeah. for yeah. cheap, okay. or you just come in and support it and show cool. up at the door. So if people are hearing about you and this project for the first time on here, what's the best way for them to find out more? You know, yeah. find out where you're playing shows, whether it's here or outside of Manitoba, yeah. and then hear music. Yeah. yeah, just my I've been pretty active on my artist page. I just started open up an artist page on Facebook. Okay. So I put up a lot of videos. Plus, I, I got a YouTube. So look me up Parts Project on YouTube. Now it might be hard to find because there's a lot of parts. Yeah, I can I can projects. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't think about that. Yeah. Uh, Theo's trying to tell me to. Put my parts project together, or think of a different name to make right. it easier to find. So you don't end up with a bunch of how to build things videos. Yeah, even yeah, he yeah. had trouble finding it. He was saying, like <laughs> looking through, scrolling. Well, if through you send me the link, I can put it in the show notes. This is it. I've it. been linking. So if if you look on my artist page, just parts project on Facebook, okay. then I, I put on all the YouTube and Instagram links of me doing jams when I come up with a, okay. a, a jam or something. So there's just live jams where you're watching me do that. Cool. And then there's SoundCloud where I put out. I've been slowly more and more trying to record, like get multi-track recording and finish yeah yeah get actual tunes out there because that's also very important you know to make albums and stuff sure yeah, yeah. but uh, this year has been just about building the project okay. building the set now i know how to perform yeah i've got the case full of gear i know how to go to a, to a gig and play it yeah so now uh now the soundcloud will be in time the soundcloud will be filled up more and more with like finished music okay. as opposed to jams but okay. there there's a lot of jams on there is this kind of the, is this one a big show sort of the the, the testing this is a out. this is a test. Okay. This this was a fl- uh, flying to another city and playing. Yeah, test. right. Yeah, yeah. I've done a festival though. I did one okay. last weekend. I, co- I think it was last weekend. Jeez, time passed. <laughs> is at Timeless. Uh, it was called Timeless Festival in in Quebec, just okay. outside of east of Montreal. The nice nice like two thousand people outdoor cool, cool. type of thing. Uh, that was practice. You know, bring, lugging it out into a sure. rough environment. Sure. You know, plugging it in, uh, you know, yeah. getting ready, you know, playing it in, make sure it's all right. <laughs> Before you start playing, yeah, 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 yeah. Learning, like, okay, I got to do it different next time because this takes way too long. Yeah, and yeah. So, I, but the sound test was good. I, my Because with live, it, it's versus, you know, you've got it's DJs different. playing yeah. mastered music, and I've got just sound coming straight out of machines. So there is that live sound, and it's it may be less produced sounding, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was worried about volume drops. You know, warning the sound guys, okay, you might have to turn it up, you might yeah, have yeah. to keep an eye on it. But surprisingly, they, they said they, they, had, they did, had to do very little. Cool. 
Well, so, that's, a good, that's a good sign, right? So yeah, I got yeah. confidence for the show, and um, we'll see. The, every show, I'm going to learn something. Right on. Is that the eventual goal, to, to tour with this? Or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm already looking at pedal boards with cool. Velcro for the gear. Get yeah, yeah, a custom yeah. case so it's already plugged in. So Save I you just, half the time of setting it up. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Plugging everything in because the wires, my God, the wires. Yeah, and if one of them's not working, then you got to figure out which is. <laughs> but I, I'll be playing at... Um, uh, Future Forest in Halifax next year because okay. at Timeless there was a few people that saw the, the live thing and they really appreciate it so cool. there seems to be a really good reception for it cool. and uh, ne by next year by uh, festival application season I'll, I'll be ready with a press pack and all kinds of stuff. Right on. There's a lot of festivals to apply to too. There's oh. so many of them. Every week you hear about five more. So All the time. Yeah. So just get a nice... Uh, I, I think I've got I'm in a good place where like this year was not it was more about building it I didn't yeah, have anything yeah. to share really we had to just develop the whole thing from the ground up right so, yeah, yeah and it's in a very short time yeah yeah uh, I've got previous experience so it helped yeah so I, I mean I, there's going to be people at the workshop with all kinds of backgrounds so we'll see what uh, yeah what I can do uh, to help anyone else that's interested in doing yeah. this because I think it's the way to go I think uh, it's not the way, but it's definitely possible to do, yeah. and it's not uh, out of reach. And there's there's rewards for it if it's something that suits the individual. Right, yeah, yeah. Because I totally believe in there being like a live presence and a live uh, energy there. Cool. Well, that's maybe a good place to wrap it up. Uh, if you want to hear more episodes of Witch Police Radio, go to witchpolice.com. All 400 and whatever episodes are there for free download streaming. You can also tune in on Sundays at uh, midnight on 101.5 UMFM, and those are older episodes. So by the time this comes out, by the time this airs there, it'll be months from now, yeah. and the show will be over, but you could have, maybe you'll have more shows, maybe you'll be coming back, maybe you've oh. got new music out, right? So I mean, it's kind of a cool little bonus bump anyway, because, you know, someone could be driving in the car at midnight, hear you talking about this, and then go home and look it up, and maybe you've got a whole pile of new stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. This has been this has been fabulous. I really, yeah, appreciate yeah, well, it, man. Thanks for coming to meet me. It's, uh, it's always interesting because, you know, like I do this every week and I do I've been releasing two a week for the past year and a bit now which is a lot of interviews and a lot of different kinds of music and it's kind of rare that I have someone on here that I just really don't have a frame of reference for yeah. so it's kind of nice to, to, to get some, some info on this stuff because you know like I can talk to punk bands any day of the week and I love talking to punk bands but I mean I know that stuff's like the back of my hand and I, it's a very easy conversation and th this was too but it's just a lot of it is, is kind of out of my depth so yeah thanks kind for of punk rock in that way Kind of punk rock, yeah, anyway. yeah. yeah. <laughs> right on. All right, thanks again. All right, cheers.